Welcome to episode 168 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, so welcome along to episode 168 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Okay. It's a bit cold, isn't it? It's a bit fresh, but it's winter. But you notice I put the heater on first? Thank you. I woke up early, put the heater on for you. I woke up at 5.30 and put the heater on because I thought John will want it warm. I got the text message at 5.30. Hear it it down the hallway. (laughs) I was like, Jesus, Thomas wakes up to that. Bevan's going to get his ass kicked. I gave him a text message because we've got Erasmus Hemming on the show today, haven't we? I had, we had. Yeah. Um, well done to Bevan for getting that. I prepared the most amazing show ever. <laughs> Bevan came and stole it. Vetoed. Vetoed me. I had talk is proudly brought to you by? Coffeesofwhy.com. Just honestly, get some coffee. It's a good coffee day today. It's a great coffee day today. Athlinks.com. For social networking, for endurance athletes, for tracking your results and everything. It's a good day to sit inside and check all your results. Nice and cool out Nice. There. And tribos.com. Unless you're somewhere warm, because mm. this is a worldwide audience. Mm. Yeah, tribos.com. Okay, and just get some warm clothes. Do some shopping. <laughs> I did some shopping on the weekend. Did you? Nice. I'll tell you about later. Yeah. Okay, uh, we've got this week we've got coming up, we've got, we've got news, we've got age group of the week, we're discussion of the week. We're not sure how it's going to go because we've got the interview with Rasmus Henning, mm. and a really good interview, eh? It is. He's a nice guy. Yeah. And maybe some questions at the end, we'll see how time's going. We'll see how we're going. So, first of all, news is brought to you by xtry.com. Check out the latest news on their website. Each day of your life. That's right. Every day of your life. Every day. Not, don't miss a day. It was a big weekend. Huge weekend, John. And it, did it break your heart a little bit? Broke my heart a little bit, I have to admit. Didn't break my heart. Well, no, it was an amazing weekend, but it was a fast day it broke, wasn't it? It was a fast day it broke. Challenge <laughs> I think if I'd done wrote, prepared as what I was last year and did it last and this weekend. Well, it's interesting to say that, because I, I was thinking that myself, because last year we had the rain, it was pretty terrible. Um, this year they said it was... It was Perfect conditions. Bitching, you would say. Bitching. It was quite cool first thing and just good conditions all around. Didn't get too hot. So I was thinking, reality reality is, uh, I don't think it would have changed the swim at all. um, And I don't think it would have changed the run at all. So maybe five minutes on the bike. That's Um, why I needed John. Yeah, that's what we need. (laughs) Maybe maybe five minutes on the bike, I would have thought. Maybe a little bit more, but not much more. So, hey. I would have taken five minutes this time last year. You said you want five minutes. I would have been happy with five. Well, what an amazing day. <laughs> I would have been 14 minutes behind Chrissy. Man, what a day. You said last week, and we got a few emails about this hour. You, you'd said, you know, 8.40, and I was like, really? And she pulled off 8.31. Well, I, th- I thought, I was almost certain she would go under 8.40. You just had to do the maths when you look at what they did last year um, and how far in front she normally is. And I thought on a good day, she'd maybe go about 8.35, and I'd said that to a few people. Um, 8.31 was a little bit quicker than what, what, um, what I expected. She, she is a freak of nature, isn't she? She's, she's very fast. She's unbelievable. Yeah, I haven't actually looked. Somebody asked me yesterday, and I haven't had a look yet, where that would actually finish uh, place her overall. And I thought about 20th, and I think I'd be about right. 8.31. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 18th. Yeah, so there we go. Bloody genius, Bevan. Right, John, there's no denying it. But anyway... Um, who got 33rd? Who got 33rd? We'll figure that one out in a minute. It was, it was an amazing day, sounded like good conditions. So on the guy side of things, let's have a look at the race. So what happened was, good old Pete Jacobs came out of the swim, dominated as always. Dominated. Had like about a three-minute lead out of the swim, didn't he? Yeah, 45-47, and we look at the other you know, main bunches coming out, sort of about 47 and a half, the main uh, second group, and, and, the, and the, the winner, um, Michael Garner, came out in 50... 50 minutes, so there's definitely a few guys there swimming over 50 minutes and still managing to 
to pull it back together. Then uh, old Stadler, he, he took off on the bike, rode 4.14. Well, Pete Jacobs was saying that he caught up to Pete within about maybe 10, 20 k's, but Pete stayed with him until 90 k's, yeah. and then he blew him away in the second half yeah. of the ride. So Stadler, as expected, pushed to the front and uh, and had uh, you know, a pretty reasonable lead coming off the bike, but then uh, faded you know, reasonably badly, actually. Pretty quickly, too. It was pretty obvious pretty early on that he wasn't yeah. going to have the run. So. Yeah, and he ran at a 2.56 Stadler and, uh, and hung on for, for fourth place. And then Michael Golner um, just ripped it on the run. A run, two forty-one. Two forty-one. It is a fast run course. Michael Golner, the Germans talk, have talked him up a lot. Um, he has, I think, he's been second in in Frankfurt. So it's not like he's just rocked up and just come out of nowhere. He has been talked about for a while, but this is really a bit of a breakthrough victory for him. What's the world record is it seven fifty-one? I think oh, it's okay. either seven fifty or seven fifty-one. Okay, so very solid seven fifty-five, fifty-three. That's that's outstanding. It is pretty impressive. Pete Jacobs came in at second at eight oh two, and the surprise of the day is Richard Usher. And whilst uh, we, we praised the winner. 7.55 is awesome. Just his splits, by the way. He swam 50 minutes, biked 4.21, and ran 2.41. That was Michael Golner. That's great. My performance, I've got two performances a day, and one goes to Richard Usher because that was outstanding. He hasn't got a huge pedigree in Ironman racing. And, and I've always kind of said, look, I think he can do really well. I think he can be, you know, like a second-tier maybe Ironman winner. Yeah. But maybe, you know... On, on the on top the, races, he's not going to be out the top, uh, is he? Yeah, and, and I really doubt that. And uh, Proved you wrong, didn't he? He did, he what? Rode, uh, swam 50-31, so he was he was lucky, really lucky that he, um, there were some other riders around him. So you had Michael Golner and, and so on that that, um, that basically did the same. Sometimes they had some people to ride with, but had he been another... 20, 30 seconds back, he might have been a bit of difficulty there, yep. but, but good on him for that. Rode 4.22, which is outstanding, yeah. and then ran 2.46, and I really didn't think he was capable of doing that, and he finished in 8.02.15. And, and was chasing Pete Jacobs down. It was really close. He was catching him towards the end, but yeah. just didn't run out 14, of space. 14 seconds, but he did catch up and pass Norman Stadler, yep. and, uh, and ended up about a minute and a half in front of him. So, it's I mean, A, he got... He got third, third, which is outstanding. The time was fast, but he beat some bloody good athletes. You yeah. know, you've got um, Patrick Vernet, who's won several Ironmans, yep. been top ten in Kona, won it last year. You've got Olaf, who consistently wins um, Ironman races or is in the podium. Renard Tissink. top ten in Kona. Um, you've got people like Chris McDonald back, back, back there. So it was a strong field. You know, it was... Um, Probably not quite as strong as as uh, as Frankfurt in terms of the, the top few guys, but but just an outstanding result and um, very very impressed. And he set uh, it's the fastest time ever by some margin for a New Zealand Ironman athlete, which is uh, oh really oh yeah by quite a bit. And and then they Brownie's done this race. Well, most of our top guys have done this race. Yeah. So it's like it's, you can compare on a like for like basis if you were comparing New Zealand to, to yeah. where you go. Well, it's, it's different. So very very impressive. Nice, eh? Mm, yeah, mm. it's great when you see performances like that, you know, because, you know, he's a great athlete. He's, he's been a world I and mean, long endurance athlete champ forever, but, you know, just seemed to cross over. It's pretty cool. Mm. Well, you go to the girl side of things, and, and we, again, we'll talk about Chrissy, but, you know, just phenomenal. And I, I said to a few people, um, I said, oh, I thought she'd run faster. She only ran a 2.57. Yeah. And I said that to Axel, who's a guy who's raced over there. He said, oh, 
you might be a little bit tired too after you've ridden a 440. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought she would uh, bike slower, and I, th- I thought she would, you know, do somewhere in the 830s. But 831 with a 440 bike—that's pretty impressive. She was saying that she felt just really great on the bike, and she was surprised by her speed, mm. but she was just able to maintain it. And she kept with it. Mm. So. so she swam 5028. Um, apparently, she was swimming with Richard Usher, and Richard Usher he, he said got a couple of kicks from her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then rode 440 and ran 257 for an 831.59, obliterating last year's record which was <coughs> you, you're losing the plot today aren't you mate when we were talking to Rasmus you were losing the plot as well weren't you oh, you're getting a little, little bit of a cold I think oh, don't, don't give it to me <coughs> oh. um, so yeah what was last year's record 8.45 I think it was yeah somewhere around that but also Rebecca Keat what a great race well I was going to say this too I mean Richard Usher was my male performance today Chrissy, you kind of you knew she was going to go very very fast well we've got to give the female performance to Chrissy, but don't we I'm giving it to Rebecca Keat oh really yeah, 8.39 I think is just incredible for her. I think uh, it's the closest anybody's been to Chrissy. Um, I think pretty much since she started racing. So she went 8.39, eight minutes behind. But but I think that's um, I think that's my female performance today. Not taking anything away from Chrissy because that was pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. But uh, that, that oh, was You think it was more outstanding because she's, yeah. you weren't expecting that. No, and, and interestingly, she's switched over to Brett Sutton <coughs> this year. Um, so and that's obviously working. Obviously making the difference for us. So... But um, I thought her performance was was staggering, and uh, she ran a skill with Becky Keat too. Eh? Always yeah, smiles. Yeah, and Kat, uh, Katrina. Yeah, she got that email, did you? Someone t- who was that? Not Katrina. Yeah. Why? Why is the O there then? Yeah. What's all that about? I don't know. Kat, Kat, Katrina Morrison, um, equally. She's a Jew athlete, wasn't she? Yeah. Not quite taking performance today, but pretty bloody close with a with an eight forty eight. Um, so also outstanding. Fifty one swim. 4.48 and then a 3.03 marathon apparently. What happened to Gina? Did Gina not race? Gina DNF'd. She uh, was getting smoked on the bike. She was like way down and sort of came off the bike and just about um, carked it. So. Oh, okay. And the old uh, Ali Hollington there who's been at uh, the Ali show down there in 10.22, 21st oh, place. nice! Um, <laughs> so just some, some pretty incredible racing there. Great day. Yeah. So we did get a question. Uh, I think it was Pete Peter Cousins, was it? Colson, I think. Colson, yep, Colson. And uh, he was he sent through an email just saying, asking us about this course distance. You know, obviously this course is always one of the fastest courses on the circuit. And just wondering what we thought, because, you know, now that Chrissy's dominated the dojo with the record there, they're saying, you know, is it short? Well, I think you can't really compare course to course. I mean, it's because course is always going to be so different. I think the good thing about Rote is, you know, the, the record is at Rote, and if you break the record, it's at Rote. So, I yep. mean, Paul Newby Fraser's record was whatever, 8.50. It got broken last year, um, and then it got broken again this year on the, on the same course. So, did, did you have your speed on? No, but the, I've, I've asked a couple of people as to whether it's short or not. The swim, I think, is fast because it's flat, and you get a little bit of a whirlpool effect going on. So the swim is, is, is marginally fast, maybe a minute fast, I feel. Um, the bike... There's different speedo readings I've had. Some people say it's maybe a k short. Some people say it's a couple of k short. So it's not, if it is short, I don't think it's drastically short. No, it's not five k short, is it? No, yeah. it's just a, it's just a fast course because the roads are smooth and you've got lots of gentle downhills, so you can keep a very very high speed. Plus, you've got massive crowds. And like I know, I read Richard Usher's report, and he's saying you know, he's feeling a bit crappy. And he got to the Solberg Hill on the end of the towards the end of the first lap, and that gave him such a big lift. He actually held him on for the rest of the ride. He just oh, really? got such just, a buzz out of it. Really? So I think that makes a difference. The run again, if it's short, it's it's only going to be marginally short. You know, maybe 
maximum maybe a k. Um, yeah. if, if that, the reason why the run's so fast over there is because you're running on a sort of a shingle path for for the majority of the run. Yeah, so so it's you, hard on the body. Yeah. yeah, and your legs just don't blow as much towards the end of the run. So yeah. those are the reasons why it's faster. Um, and, and, but I think the main thing is is the records. There, yeah, it's consistently be beaten there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Interesting. Okay, so we also had Ironman Switzerland on the weekend, and we're not, not, not the greatest field. We're not super familiar with the athletes um, that are racing there. Ronnie Shieldnick, he's a consistent performer over there in Europe. He uh, took it out in eight hours twenty minutes. Pretty pretty comfortable victory, really, from yep. Stefan Reiser in second in eight thirty one and. Uh, Torsten Abel um, I thought it was Abel Torsten maybe I was got it wrong anyway he went 8.36 he's been a top 10 guy in Kona so he's pretty good has he oh no in Canada uh, I'm pretty sure he's um, I think he's been in the top 10 in, Can- in Kona before as well well and we also have to say Kit uh, age group of the week last year, week got 10th overall 8.50 nice nice Nice. Again, um, love his work. Switzerland's fast course, eight fifty. It's fast, but it's not like as fast as roads. Eight fifty. That's that's pretty solid. Yeah, it's smoking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice work. And on the girl side of things, Sybil Matter with a nine fourteen thirty five. Something about that name that works for me. Oh, we have to get her on the show. Mate. Okay, we will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monica Lehman from Switzerland in second, nine twenty five. And very close finish for second. Actually, Elizabeth Christensen, nine twenty five thirty seven. Oh, sprint off at the end. Yeah. So uh, well done to everybody who raced in. Uh, and then we also had the new Forest Man. Here we go. And the girls, the time of thirteen forty-eight was Anna Squirrel Squires. Squires second, Stephanie Robinson, and third uh, Camilla French. French. So this is a iron distance race in the. the and then UK. on the boys' side of things, did they around, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, you can go. Uh, Nick, Bui, Nick Bui, I think eleven uh, fifteen. Marcus Quint. 12.40 and Robert ah oh, that's not in order no, yeah. there's a few different there's different times down here a bit so there's 11.44 anyway it looks like Nick, Nick Bowie won in 11.15 uh, other results I'm not quite sure it's not actually in, uh, in correct order maybe they're DQ'd but anyway that okay well Nick like you won it we Nick love you won. Nick, nice Nick you're a champ if you're looking for an iron distance race in the UK check it out New Forest Man and we also had the Korean <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know the names. We can't. <laughs> we can't. It's, it's all in Dan that. Brown, but Dan Brown got fourth, and he wrote a great book. Apparently, oh, actually, oh no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Um, so let's see if we can do that. No, it looks. Oh no, no, no first place. Jan Rahula took it out. Do you know Jan Rahula? Jan Rahula was uh, either he was bronze or silver medalist at the Sydney Olympics. Oh, okay. Well, so he go. took it out in nine twenty four. Second place we can't read because it's in uh, in not far Korea. behind, only twenty minutes behind. Yeah, nine forty-eight. Third is also can't read. And Dan Brown got fourth. fourth. Dan Brown it looked like Cameron Watt was there and from Brian Team BB and Brian Fuller, and that's the only English names. And the girls' side of things, we had Christine Pickering. Christine. Christine Pickering ordered Jocelyn Wong win. I think Jocelyn Wong Wong won it in eleven twenty-one. Uh, and it looked like Christine Pickering was second in 11.23. So seeing Team BB athletes here. Obviously, because they're all based here, aren't they? And that's about all we can read. Yeah. So well done, everybody did the Korean, Korean man. That was where Chrissy Wellington did her first Ironman in Korea. Oh, because that was Korea Ironman, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, where she, she won and then went on to win Kona the first time around. Okay, so we've got a couple of races coming up this weekend. We've got the Vineman 70.3, go the Vineman crew. Hold on. And also... One other point, there was the Rhode Island 70.3 uh, last weekend, and uh, just a note there was that Michaeli Jones seems to be back. She had a pretty convincing she win. She won it, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Also noted at the weekend, Craig Alexander doing a bit of short course racing. He raced in the Lifetime Fitness and finished, uh, I think, either 
third, fourth, or fifth, something like that. But he was a couple of minutes off the off the lead, so good to see him doing the short course racing. Yeah, that's pretty good, eh? Was yeah. it a good field? It was a good field. Um, Andy Potts had a sprint finish with Matt Reed to take the win, and I'm not sure who finished second, third. I think Crow was either fourth or fifth. Was that good money there? Was it lifetime? Lifetime fitness is always it's good money. It's not as good as it used to be, um, but it's uh, they have is a, that the a series. Race? No, they don't do that anymore. Oh. Well, I don't think they do. They may do it one of them, but it's a series now. So, because you also had the ITU this weekend, didn't we? Did in uh, over in Kitsfield. You've done your ITU update, mate. Well, there's plenty. There's plenty of race results there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Race results get boring after rolling. Anyway. Okay, so coming up this weekend, we've got what, what is it? Five man seventy point three. And if you're looking for a, a gnarly course to go and do, the Ultra Man is a race that's down in France, uh, down the Pyrenees. A bit like, say, Embra Mam type thing. If you're looking for, you're, you're sick of doing the old flat fast Ironman races. You're looking for a new challenge. <coughs> <laughs> You're right there. I just coughed out his lung. Oh, dear. <laughs> Check out that bike profile. Whoa. So that it's animal. It's down near sort of uh, Carcassonne in France, where they've basically been going through for the Tour de France in the last week. And Look at your 15% gradient. Oh, yeah. It's, it's looking pretty gnarly. You get, you, That's animal, man. You go up, up, up to around about 2,000 metres. Uh, you've got one, two, three, four. Five, about five decent passes you're going over there on the bikes. So picking it's not going to be a particularly fast day, and the run's got a little bit of climbing in it as well to finish you off. So if you're looking for a new challenge. So um, that appeals to me, man. I like that. You get, whenever you, if, you, if you're thinking, I want to find a new race, go to k226.com, and that basically lists all the um, iron distance races around the world, and there's some really cool challenging ones out there. Maybe they won't quite have the hype of an Ironman race, but if you're looking for a challenge, um, check it out. Okay, the question I have, John, before we get out of the news section, Tour de France, what are you thinking of it? Oh, it's not so good to be honest they oh, haven't really, I haven't really um, the, the way the stage has been structured haven't created much excitement so um, it's all a bit too early and it's all just well, the, finishes isn't it yeah because they're doing downhill finishes with um, flat stages at the end so today's rest day for us um, New Zealand time uh, and uh, yeah I, I, A I don't like the team time trial because that gives the, the strong teams too much of an advantage and got, it's just eliminated guys like Cadell Evans too early in the race which is a real shame yep. otherwise I think it'd be really exciting and have lots of guys right up there still pretty close yep. because of the team time trial all the Astana boys are up the front Uh what do you think is going to happen? Life's not fair. Uh, I think um, Contador will win, but you know, as, as long as he can time trial, okay, he'll win because I think he'll be the strongest in the climbs. And um, what, you, I'm what about being in that team right now? Uh, yeah, I read in the paper this morning that they, that they have admitted there's a little bit of friction in the team. <laughs> so um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Armstrong on, on the podium, um, but I think Contador should uh, will probably take it. Uh, but because, but again, because of that team time trial, Armstrong has got a has got a good chance. Okay. Hot topic of the week, so we had moisturising this week, you know, it's been a topic we've talked about a little bit in the past, and John's nodding his head, he's not happy. Not nodding my head, I'm shaking my head. Shaking his head in disappointment, isn't it, John? And a few people have noted uh, through this these comments here that they're disappointed in me. And, they are uh, disappointed in you, John, because, you know, you need to harden the F-U. Yeah, he's, somebody's, uh, uh, Donica Redmond, um... Nick needs to HTFU. Having spent 20 years swimming competitively in Ireland up until the age of 27, my skin's fine and has never been moisturised. Three sessions a week and he's worried? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, good old Oliver Sinclair, UK. Cold, wet winter riding, overchlorinated swimming pool. Definitely need a face moisturiser of some description when sunburnt on the shoulders as above. After long rides, I'm really getting into my post-workout muscle rubs. Ozone and Nature's Kiss are good. Have you heard Nature's Kiss New Zealand product? I thought it was a biscuit. Nature's Kiss, the one that comes in the purple container. Oh, yeah, that's quite good. Yeah, moisturiser isn't half as important as good chamois cream, though. Chamois cream. Chamois cream, yeah, there we go. Right. So, 
Yeah, John, choosing that one. Sean had the porno. A bit of cleansing with more, some moisturiser on the face keeps ageing away. Nice wet porno. You can look good while you're training and racing. Nice wet porno. Downhill in my books, porno. <laughs> Here we go, James Maguire. I'm disappointed in you, John. First you go soft on WTC interview and now you're allowed Bevan to perpetuate this nonsense. Hang your head in shame and put down your my, man card as revoked. My, my, head is, my head is held, shame. I, I do kind of agree with you. <laughs> you know what else? Um, Rob Holt. This is from Army Army Man Rob Holt. Army. Yes, sir. After 25 years of active outdoor stuff, ranging from Ironman to climbing mountains and having naturally dry skin, I found that Aqueous Cream, oh, nice. generic cream. name, is the cheapest and most effective moisturiser by Country Mile. I use it everywhere but my face after every shower. On my face, I use Olay Complete SPF 15. That's what I use too. All year round as a daily and after shave shower moisturiser as a result I'm age 44 but look 18 see Rob's, Rob, Rob's a wise man obviously Rob's going to get a bit of a beating from some of his, <laughs> his soldiers when I let this out I'll put a little note around Burnham <laughs> Army Camp and Rob be getting a knock on his door and he's pussy I, I, I actually saw Rob the other day and I actually thought he was 18 oh, okay. yeah I saw this oh who's that young guy and I was like oh that's Rob yeah. oh yeah uh, okay then I'll do this one Craig Brighthouse having suffered from acne ridden teenager with pimple oil pimpling I mean, oils pumping out of the pores in my favourite formative years. I can now thank my lucky stars for natural oils because after 20 years of triathlon, Ironman and now multi-sport, my skin is looking younger than Bevan's and I'm 41 years old. No, because I've got lots of pimples as well and I've got oily right. skin. Uh, seriously, as a long-term multi-sporter, my best facial regime consists of exfoliating by removing the mud off my face. I moisturise by patting through rapids and hours... Um, for hours and then I wash my hair at the end of the day seems to cleanse my face as well harden up I am talk listeners and the last one I'll give to, to, to Fegan Mr Consistency um, WTF it's not, not a type of superstars of wrestling you no. can figure out what that means will it be shampoo recommendations next actually it's a maybe it's next week's discussion John <laughs> put your foot down and stop this nonsense foot just went down <laughs> we're stopping it will we know more of this we, we tend to have two types so your opinion John if you've got a need, by all means use it. If you've got dry skin, if you've burnt yourself out training or if you've been you know, suffered by um, some wind or whatever, what the hell are you doing? Just saying how youthful my face looks. It's fine, but <laughs> I only use the stuff when, when required. Not oh, so on you do daily, use it? Yeah, not on a daily basis. If I get sunburned or sunk, I'll use a bit of moisturiser. But that's hey, John, I think it's a good thing about you and I because we cater to both audiences. There is, there is a part of the I Am Talk community that wants to be girly uh, who, who and likes, waste, waste money on marketed <laughs> bullshit. Who likes, who likes to care about their skin, John? Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Yeah. Now, listen, it's okay to care after you brush your teeth? Occasionally. <laughs> of course, I brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this week's discussion. So, well, Bevan, what's, what's your tips? So, what, what do people need to do? If we've done the tips to... in the past. Okay, we've done the tips. You know, you know what you need to do, but just you, you know, you did a high five, didn't you? We did a high five on it, and, and go back and listen to that show. But just remember that if you want to keep your youthful looks, listen to Bevan on this it's one. What, it's what inside. It's what's inside that counts. <laughs> so anyway, we've got a question through from she who prefers not to be named. Given that Aquabike competitors pay roughly the same fees, should they receive the same rewards or finishing um, for winning their division as triathletes? How do you feel, how do the listeners feel that race directors should hand out Aquabike divisions, lower fees? Or, yeah. So basically what she's saying is... With the Aquabike option, obviously it's becoming more prominent <laughs> in Ironman racing. And, um, it, and there seems to be a snobbiness, you know... 
Aquabiohazard is important yeah, in a and, race. And so basically, should aquabike athletes um, get a finishers medal? And uh, and should they be, I guess, recognised at, at prize givings and so on? Yeah. Hmm. Your thoughts? Or we should leave that to next, next week. week. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. that's next week's discussion. That's right. Okay, let's put some music on, John. Here we go. And this age grouper was sent through from Michael Langley. And I would like to recommend, nominate Gary Taylor of Little Rock, Arkansas as age grouper of the week. Gary is a superior athlete who captained his track team in college. He's been a great triathlon mentor and coach to many people. Last October, he was in the water getting ready to start the Ironman 70.3 in Austin. He was doing a quick swim out while waiting for his way to start. The wave in front of him had gone a few minutes before. When Gary got to the short ways... Uh, when Gary got out a short way, he saw a swimmer having a panic attack. Gary tried to help the guy. The man continued his panic attack and nearly drowned Gary and himself. Gary got him under control and drug dragged him back into safety. Just as he was getting back to the jump-off point, his group was about to signal to start for the race, and Gary jumped back in and started the race. He finished fifth in his age group and got a 70.3 world championship slot. In a great day's work, anyone who knows Gary would say that this was typical day for Gary. He helped someone in need and when went out and smashed an individual great performance. Mm. Panic attacks are pretty common, I think. And, uh, really? So, well, yeah, this one sounded pretty pretty severe, but I mean, a lot of people do this. And we've talked about you know ways to prevent, perhaps uh, avoid this, but great great thing to do: go out there and uh, save a fellow competitor, and then crack on and do the race. I think it's really important, you know, to have people like Gary in our sport because I think what happens is in our sport is that. You know, it's a big day. We've spent a lot of money. and We've been a little selfish, you know, and, and you know, and sometimes people, <laughs> you know, the things like that will happen, and people are like, oh yeah, but it's just my race day. Give them a whack over there. a panic attack. It's about going to die. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They'll be right. I've got to have yeah. a race. I PB. Yeah. And you know, and he's really kind of showed you know the responsibility of the sport. Yeah. You know, because you know, there are people out there in the swim who you know are in danger, mm. and you know, someone like Gary. Went along, put himself in a bit of danger there. Obviously, this person trying to drown him. <laughs> can't be good. And, uh, and to do that and be selfless, you know, and doing that, and then to actually get in and have a great race is pretty good effort, isn't it? Very good. We and like that. All the very best for clear water. Make sure you're swimming and your running's on. Would on. you stop a race if you saw someone like had a bike crash? Was it severe? Uh, yeah, I think I probably would. I don't know. I think, it'd, yeah, I, think the, I would. Yeah. If they just crashed and they seemed okay, yeah. we're not. But if, if you... You know, if you saw somebody majorly head plant or something like that, I'm pretty confident I would. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Okay, and so uh, Gary Taylor of Little Rock, Arkansas, you are our age, age grouper, grouper of the week. week. I think we could probably do a high five. Oh, so it's, uh, Is it a biggie? Okay, we'll do a yeah. high five. I'll one, two, three, four, high five. Okay, this one um, was sent in by... Nick Thomas. Nick Thomas. From York in the UK. He was doing a race, uh, the Steelman Half Ironman Triathlon over in Yorkshire in the UK uh, last weekend. Yep. He was riding along and some dude, he was um, passing him on the climb and then this guy went past him because he had his fancy TT bike and went ripping past him on the flat uh, only to, to slow down. And then right in front of me, he cleared his nostrils. Oh, and he got sprayed he with it. Boogered on him. Made him mad, didn't it? So he wasn't happy about them, and he went on and he smoked the guy. So it probably wasn't such a big thing because it lifted his performance and he uh, raced on anger. Yes. Anyway, it got me thinking, Is this, well, he, he asked, is there uh, some triathlon etiquette? Okay. So um, next three weeks, 
may not be exactly next three weeks, but over the next little period, we're going to do triathlon etiquette, one for the swim, one for the bike, one for the run. Okay, so overall, this week is for the swim. The swim. High five for the swim etiquette. Okay, John, you go first. Unlike the bunch of wankers at the the fun run city to surf, when Phil and I did it pushing prams, uh, you need to seed yourself in the swim. It's just using your common sense. Most experienced people know about this. But if you're new to a triathlon, seed yourself according to your ability. So A, you don't get in people's way, and B, you don't get swum over yourself. I'm actually a big believer in setting yourself just a little bit above what you oh, are. Oh, that's okay. But if you go on the front line and you're swimming yeah. an hour 20, yeah, you're going um, to get hammered, too. and you're going to annoy a lot of people. So seed yourself is number one. Okay, now be prepared that when you're going to do triathlon, there's going to be a bit of argy-bargy. I like that there, John. And you've got to, what was that word that that uh, English girl used? Um, no. No, it was... Uh, can't remember. You just got to chill out and accept there's going to uh, be a bit of argy bargy. Chillax, that's my new word. Chillax. You just got to chillax, John. That wasn't the word I was looking for. I know, but, but it works, doesn't it? Um, this brings me on to another point. This is almost <laughs> a rant of the week. <laughs> you should have seen his facial expression. No, it just changed. It's, it's only been coming up lately, and it's a lot of people seem to say it. I don't know if it's typo. They say it's my bad. Yeah. What is with that, John? That, that is just. <laughs> It just gets me fired. I see you do it once or twice, and I'm like, have you just done a typo? And then it comes up again. I didn't do my bad. I didn't do my bad. No, that wasn't me. I'm sure it was. No, because I don't ever admit doing wrong, so it oh. can't have been me. Whoever, I, th- I can't remember who it was, but I'm like, she's the Queen's English. Well, it's my bad, John. It's what's your fault? It's not your bad. Yeah, but it's my bad. You know, it's like you know, it's my bad. It's just stupid. You know, John, the thing is, you're getting old, aren't you? Oh, you know, no. you're not using moisturizer. Skin's looking old. It's what the kids do. Oh, you got to follow the kids. Like my daughter says, like all the time. So I've started saying like. Yes. So I seem young. Oh, like you know, like. Yeah, please stop. No. <laughs> okay, be prepared for some argy bargy. It's gonna happen. Don't stress out. Relax. Move yourself out of the line of the aggressive person and move on. Now, this one is probably, I would say, the most important out of all of the high five here. (laughs) Sorry. It might be my breath. I haven't brushed my teeth for a week. Um, (laughs) Do not consistently hit the toes in front of you when you're drafting. Do you you know what? I've had the other opinion. Just accept that people are going to hit your toes and get over it. It's it's we're we're talking etiquette here. And, okay, true. And, and so I think no, it's it's polite. If somebody's dragging you along, doing the work in front of you, it's polite. You know, fine to hit them occasionally and tap them yeah. on there. But if you're doing it like just about every step, yeah, okay, yeah, totally. It's, it's just it's not good. It's not acceptable. Okay, here's a big one, John. You've even bolded the do. Yeah, I think that was a typo. Because you're bad, but it's not good. <laughs> do not punch people intentionally. You've just got to chill out a bit. Yeah, have you ever punched? I bet you have. I have. <laughs> but we were talking about things you shouldn't do. <laughs> correct etiquette. But you got what you've got to accept. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, you've got to accept that if you do get punched, and I've been a victim of this as well, <laughs> oh, you will get punched back. So you're just going to antagonise somebody. What happened? Oh, it's happened a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. I have a cracking point, Bevan. You'll find out one day. <laughs> it's not your bad. <laughs> yeah. So that's just, just, it's not good to punch people. Don't punch people, John. Number five, you have to go around the swim boys. There's no course cutting. But you get away with it if you do. Well, you do a lot of the time. <laughs> have you ever done that? I haven't. Okay. And I'll admit to that. Best thing they do these days um, on the ITU, on the, the World Championship Series, is they have divers and stuff at the boys. Oh. And if you get. Um, 
game over. Busted, going around a boy. I don't think it's game over, um, but you get a penalty in transition. It's like maybe a 30-second penalty. It's your race, isn't it? That is game over. So that's really incentivised and motivated people not to cut the courses because it was becoming a little bit of an issue. Oh, really? People would do it? Well, well, the thing is, if you get 50 guys coming into one thing, um, people duck inside, and they they did manage to get away with it for a little bit. So you've got to do the full swim course. Can you have a six, six for swimming? No, I was struggling a bit, actually. I had I had one down there that you should uh, cut your fingernails before you race, and that's because uh, you give me crap about moisturiser. <laughs> no, it's, so then you don't put holes in your wetsuit, and also you don't put holes in other people's wetsuit. But oh, that, that okay. was a little bit weak. Okay, we'll, we'll give you that for your six. Yeah. Nice okay, here's some music. Right, so we're going to interview Rasmus Hemming. Uh, Henning, Henning. I say, why do I do that? I don't know. Because I can't it's, read. It's your bad. Henning. He's yeah. going to listen to this and he goes, go, this guy doesn't read. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Rasmus. Wait, in, in, incompetent, that's what you are. Remember yeah. somebody called you incompetent a while that's ago? Right. That's right, I'm incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's Rasmus Henning. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so we'll just uh, we'll start from the top again. So um, this week's show, we've got uh, Rasmus Henning, which is ITU star turned uh, Ironman star after one race. Um, and you like that, don't you, John? I do like ITU. You, you like the ITU guys, don't you? You think they're going to dominate our world, don't you? They are going to dominate. You wait till Kona this year. <laughs> um, so welcome along to the show, Rasmus. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think the ITU guys have a lot of lot to offer in Ironman. Uh, that's what we'd like to hear. <laughs> anyway, um, we're actually get, this is our second hit at this uh, this interview. We just had a few little sound issues there first up, but we're uh, we're rolling now. We, we sort of discussed just before it was um, you know you made the change from ITU racing to Ironman racing and uh, you know, so far any regrets and especially given the money that's offer, offered on uh, ITU. Well, it was really a tough decision that I made last year after the Olympics, but um, but actually this weekend I was in Kitzbühel to uh, follow the uh, the World Series race and. Um, I felt it was so great to be back uh, hanging out with the boys and catching up. But um, uh, with regards to the race itself, I didn't really feel that attracted to it. It, it wasn't, you know, just uh, in me that I wanted to be in the race. I, I felt pretty comfortable with the decision that I made. And I'm pretty sure that, that my future is in long distance. And that's where I can really uh, sort of get all of my potential out. Uh, obviously, it, it it is a lot of money floating now in the in the World Series, but I'm hoping that if I make the result in the Kona that I that I'm hoping for, that I will get my share of it anyway. Oh, nice. uh, when you you know you're on the ITU circuit, you're obviously racing the same guys pretty regularly. Is is there sort of that camaraderie over there? When it comes to Ironman races, you know you're going to be racing different guys all the time. Is, does everybody get on pretty well on the ITU? And you you know you are seeing a lot of each other. Yeah, I, I have some great friends on the ITU circuit, um, guys that I've known for the last 10 years. Like I was hanging out with, with uh, Bevan Doherty, Chris Gemmel, Corny Atkinson, Craig Walton, a few more uh, on this uh, weekend. And um, they become great friends because we see each other, you know, many times over the year. And, um, and we also, um, we've spent tra- time on training camps together over the years as well and yeah, met each other's families and everything. It is quite different in Ironman. Now, I, I've only done one, so I, I, I can't tell you that it's like that all the time. But it, it seems to be different people every time and, and not, not quite the same camaraderie as you call it, really. The differences you're noticing between you know being an ITU athlete to moving into WTC are there many differences overall? Or is it just too early to know? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really tell because I've only done the one race. Um, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that then once I get some more experience and I get to know more people, more athletes and more, you know, race organizers and more people around it all, uh, more media people in Ironman and stuff, then, then it, it, it gets, it gets more towards the ITU, um, world. But, um, but so far it's, it's quite different. Obviously, um, you know, you have got uh, a little bit of money in the bank having won the High V World Cup race uh, two times in a, two, two times, and it's you know, the richest, richest race in the world for, for triathletes. How are you finding actually making a living from Ironman racing when the money is really pretty crap, to be honest, uh, the prize money? Yeah, the prize money is, is not great. I mean, it, it, uh, it doesn't really uh, compare to the amount of work you have to put into it. Uh, especially not when you've done ITU racing in the past. Um, and I, I, I wish the organizers or the WTC would, would sort of acknowledge that the, uh, the pros are really uh, a big part of running the business. Uh, I think uh, uh, that it's a very important part for the age groupers that the pros are there, that, that they have a chance to race against us, to talk to us at breakfast and after the race and stuff like that. Um, and I, I think they should actually take better care of us. I, I appreciate I would appreciate it if they, if they did. Um, but to tell you the truth, I have stepped down a whole lot uh, with regards to income this year. And, and I'm sort of, yeah, trying to invest something into it this year and hopefully with a good result in Kona, then, then I can make a decent living, living again next year. But yep. as you said, I did make a lot of money the last two years, so <laughs> I, 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 will, I will get by. But, um, but if, I mean, obviously, you, you want to uh, make a living every year and not just uh, spend the money you have in the bank. Was, was the reason you changed kind of because you saw that you're at the end of your ITU athlete and you just wanted to continue on doing triathlon for a longer period? Yeah, well, the... The reason was really that that after the Olympics, I um, I sort of found myself at a crossroads. I was I was seriously um, thinking about you know, quitting the sport altogether, uh, especially because it was really hard on my on my family. I, um, I have a wife and two little kids, and uh, with all the traveling and all the stress that sort of surrounds uh, the Olympics, uh, it was very hard on our marriage. And I could feel that my my kids they weren't really happy. Um, for instance, they they because I was traveling in and out all the time, then they were so insecure with what I was doing. So it came to a point where where my girls they would cry pretty much every time I went out of the door, even okay. if I just uh, went out with the garbage, you know, because oh, they really? didn't know whether they didn't know whether I was going to be gone for five minutes or five weeks. So and and that 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 wasn't really satisfying as a as a father. No. So I so I came to a point where I realized that there had to be some changes made. Uh, I had to cut down on the on the traveling um, and and for, uh, and try to to make make a uh, make a schedule where I could could stay home for longer periods of time. And uh, so it it was either changing that schedule uh, or quitting the sport. And then I, I I thought it all over and I thought in in long distance I can. Uh, I can probably do that. Do only a few races, stay home for longer periods of time, and and um, have time to do the other things that are valuable to me as well. Great. You, you talked obviously about some changes there. I mean, with regards to your training, obviously it will have changed um, a bit. But I mean, has it been a really radical change? Um, other than obviously doing some longer rides. And uh, no, it hasn't really uh, changed that dramatically. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, have asked me that, that question and it's not like I stepped up from doing 20, 
five hours a week to 35 hours or anything like that. I, I swim a bit less and bike a bit more. That's the big change. And, uh, and then, of course, sort of the, the contents of each, each training session is a little bit different. But, um, but it, not a lot has changed in that respect. I, I'm still doing the three disciplines and I'm still having a great benefit of all the, the training I've done over the last 20 years. Do you still include some, you know, a good amount of speed work in your training, especially your running? Um, obviously, you know, the run's critical at ITU's uh, level, especially speed. Is, is that something you've maintained? Um, I'm trying to maintain my speed. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's dangerous for Ironman athletes to completely uh, uh, take out that part. I think it's uh, important to keep that, especially to be able to, to run with a good technique towards the end of the run. I think you need to be uh, uh you need to have that power that mm. that extra kick i mean not only if you, if you actually get into a sprint finish i mean it doesn't happen very often in in ironman however i think it might mm. might mm. end up like that in kona this year i think it's going to be very very tight <clears throat> with, with regards to coaching are you you know you're obviously a pretty women experienced triathlete yourself and you know i'm sure you've got a lot of knowledge inside yourself but are you using a mentor or a coach as a transition into ironman um, I'm still working with Michael Kruger, who I've been working with for the last, uh, yeah, 10 years, actually. He's been my coach all through my career. But he's been coaching Torbjorn Sinbali and Jimmy Johnson, Charlotte Coltus, Lisbeth Christensen, a bunch of other people that have done well, well in Ironman over the, over the years. So he has a great deal of experience. Uh, I mean, especially Torbjorn has done so much testing, you know, on aerodynamics and on nutrition and heat adaptation and all that sort of stuff. And I'm, I sort of, I'm, I have access to all that knowledge that they've gathered over the years. So I think I'm, I'm pretty well sorted out, but, um, but, but Michael is not so much, you know, making training plans for me, um, as he was some years back. Now it's more like a, uh, yeah, mentor role that we, we talk things over. We take like this next month or two, what are we going to focus on? And then I sort of, make the plan myself according to to sort of the the outline that we make together so is there for the finer details um and, and have you talked to Chilborn uh since his retirement and how how's he feeling about that um yeah yeah he he came and told us um we, we're training together or we have been training for the last eight ten years together um quite a bit at, at the training center outside copenhagen and um and I mean, I feel sorry for him. Uh, it's very sad to have to end your career like that uh, before you really want to yourself. Um, but I think he made the right decision. Uh, and I, I think he's kind of relieved about it, actually, that, that, he, that he got to making that decision. Because it, it, it has been a very hard uh, time for him last mm. months um, going through this testing and, you know, and not really knowing how serious it was. So... I, I think he's uh, quite relieved that that he got to a point where he could just draw the line and say, "Well, that was it." Yeah, you go. You're in China. You went home in China, which is a bloody good effort. And it was it was a crazy day out there. You seemed like you were doing pretty well to about ten k's out. Tell us about the experience of doing that race because it must have been unreal. Yeah, it, it was a, a bizarre race in many ways. Uh, I mean, the the, the swim. Uh, it was in a river with a current that was so strong that if you were just uh, an average swimmer or below, you you, you wouldn't really really move forward against the current. <laughs> really? 
I, I, I could sort of feel myself moving a little bit when I swam against the current. So I, I, I would have, I would, have, I would have made the whole lap as they initially uh, made the course. But uh, but the day before they realized that it wasn't going to work for all the age groupers, so they changed it. So we only had to swim a little bit against the current, and then we could go and run on the shore all the way back at the end of both of the laps. So so it was a little bit short. And I mean, I swam in 40 minutes, and I obviously I'm not able to do that on a 3.8k. But um, but it, it made the differences huge. I mean, the um, the Korean guy Park who who got. Uh, second or third the year before and he's he's a good athlete he was 26 minutes behind me on the swim <laughs> so i mean that, that that's just unreal but I, I think it just expanded the the differences really uh but but it was it was kind of funny you know uh, people were swimming in different directions because because they they didn't really they couldn't see the buoys and uh yeah and the current was so strong that you drifted uh people went past some of the boys that they should have turned at and stuff like that uh, and then, then out on the bike, it, it was a great bike course. It was uh, relatively flat and and straight, um, but um, but a lot of the things weren't really uh, safe out there, and 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 they didn't seem to be ready when I came around on the first lap with all the aid stations. I had to yell at them sometimes to actually uh, see me coming. And in one place, there was a truck unloading drinks at the train station, so I had to go like ten meters wide to get around. <laughs> So it, it it was kind of a bizarre <laughs> experience, but but then I, I I did feel great on the on the swim and bike especially, and and on the first twenty twenty five k of the run, uh, I felt felt pretty good, and I, I wanted to to test my my game plan um, and not slow down because of the heat. I wanted to see how my body would react if I sort of went at at the pace that that I thought I was able to do, uh, but then. Uh, I mean, being over forty degrees, uh, it's it's, it's got to hurt you at some point. So, so out after thirty k, I started to really struggle and cramping up. But 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 I knew I was so far ahead that I didn't really panic or anything. I just said, well, I have to uh, just speed walk it from here. And what was, and it, was I, it kind I was, of bizarre? I, was it bizarre? You know, you know, you're walking. Yeah, I'm winning a race I, and think I'm going to win this race walking it out. Yeah, yeah, it was very. I'm, I mean, I was sort of, sort of walking there, smiling, laughing a little bit. There were. You know, old ladies running past me that were on the first lap, uh, you know, doing six, seven minute Ks and they, they still went past me and I could just say, well, well done. Good luck to you. <laughs> so so it, it was it was it was yeah, it was it was strange. But but I was um, I was pretty cool with the situation. I, I didn't panic or anything. I, I knew I had it. Um, but I, I, I wish I, I could have run the whole way, of course. And yeah. I know it's going to be different than. We'll let you off that one. <laughs> have you um, have you done any other racing since China? We haven't seen your name popping up too much, but have you been doing anything over there in Europe? Um, I've actually just been racing uh, a few times in Denmark, and I did one race in Germany, but just smaller races. Uh, you know, all all part of that bigger plan um, with staying at home basically and and not doing any unnecessary traveling. I am. Um, um, I'm doing a European long course now in four weeks, um, which is um, at the Nice distance, uh, it's, and it's held in Prague. So that's going to be my my only sort of big race before Kona. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's the best thing for me towards Kona. I, I'm not a guy that needs a lot of races to to be fit or to be so sharp uh, on all the race details or anything. I can I can do all that in training. 
um, and I, I feel that it's more beneficial for me to to just be um, in 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 a stable environment, be around my family, and and be around the the guys that I train with at home and and my coach, and and then prepare in that way. You're right. What are your expectations going into Kona? You know, like obviously you've made a decision, a financial and life decision to head towards Ironman, and you know you're a pretty bloody awesome athlete. What are your expectations? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I can do really well. I mean, I, I think potentially I can get on the podium or even win in Kona. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, of course I've heard all the stories uh, about it's being so different in Kona and it's uh, people never win the first time and but but then again I I think um, Crowe could have won the first time he just wasn't maybe prepared for for it he wasn't thinking that he could do that well and he was surprised to be up there and um but he was close uh, and I mean other others have been on the podium in the first race there so I I don't really see why I sh- why I shouldn't be able to I know it's going to be difficult I know there are a lot of guys that that can do it and I have a lot of respect in in in, in the guys up there I know they're really really strong but um but you know looking over the three disciplines and and with the experience that I have now in Ironman I um I think I I can be up there and, and how are you going to prepare for kind of are you going to head over there and do you know a decent period of adaptation or are you just going to fly in like the week before the race uh, we, we're going to do uh, some some heat adaptation uh, in a camp in uh, Fuerteventura. It's one of the Canary Islands mm-hmm. next to Lanzarote, um, and um, we're going to be there for two weeks. And I'll have one week in, uh, in the south of France, and then just a few days at home, and then to Hawaii two weeks before the race. Nice. So, so I mean, so it it should be good preparations uh, as to um, heat uh, and humidity. So. And, and time difference and everything. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be perfect. You pretty uh, excited before about China, it? Before, before China, I, I didn't really uh, do any heat adaptation. We we were going to Mallorca for a couple of weeks before, thinking that it it, it could be uh, at, at least a little bit hot, but it was like twelve degrees and raining most of the time. So, wow. uh, and then and then in China, I was there a week before the race, but it was overcast and raining, and you know it could have been like twenty five, thirty degrees, but <laughs> But still going up to 40 is a huge difference. Yeah, no, it's a big Um I presumably you saw what happened at, at Roche on the weekend. And uh, are, are you at all worried if, <laughs> if you're not having the best day um, that Chrissy's going to come past you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chrissy is uh, in a league of her own. Uh, She's a freak of nature, a, isn't she? Absolute uh, astonishing athlete. Um, that, that was such a great effort in, in Roche. But. Um, I'm still hoping that I'll I'll have the edge. Uh, <laughs> I, I should think so. I mean, it's that that'll be the day uh, that, that the girls really beat the the boys at the end. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Gonna be we've got a, we've got a new feature to our podcast. With a little while ago, we've come up with five questions that we ask every pro. They're just quick fire questions. Um, so we're going to hit you with them. Bevan, your first. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when you finish as a pro, will you race as an age grouper? Um, I will race, but I'm not sure I'm going to race Ironman and try to win my age group division and stuff like that. Okay, nice. Uh, do you use moisturizer or facial products? Uh, only if I've been out in, in the sun for a long time. Uh, so it's kind of middle of the road, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Got, <laughs> how long do you stretch per week? Uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> So you're not a big yoga kind of guru? 
No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> what do you think you could run for an open marathon and likewise for a um, ride for 180k if you didn't have to run off the bike? Um, I'm pretty sure I could run about a 212 marathon. Really? Yeah, something like that. Wow. That's what. That's awesome, man. And um, <laughs> to ride 180k, what's, you know, say, if you were to do the China course, how much quicker do you think you could do it um, if you didn't have to run off the bike? Yeah, that's quite difficult. Uh, um, yeah. 15 minutes? I, yes, I would say 10 to 15 minutes, probably around that. It was 180k, riding 180k. Okay, oh, okay lastly, do you wax or shave? Or alternatively, do you just keep your hair out? Uh, I, I, I shave, but um, it's it's kind of funny because I, I've never really gotten into sort of the, the bike rider thing about shaving my legs all the time, keeping yeah. them um, – because I used to be a swimmer for many years. And for swimmers, when you, when you shave down, it's just for the important races. And I, I'm still sort of more towards that, uh, that I'll, I'll always shave down for important races and always if it's a non-wetsuit swim and all that, but – but I, I don't shave all the time. But you had legs like mine. I've <laughs> got the gorilla next to me here. You might be thinking otherwise. But anyway, that's awesome. Hey, yeah. Wayne, what, what's your website and maybe uh, any, anything's happening with your sponsors at the moment that you want to um, let, let loose? Um, yeah, my website is uh, rasmushenning.com. Uh, and I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm working with, uh, with uh, Boardman Bikes now this year, uh, which is quite interesting. It's... Uh, it's Chris Boardman, the, the former time trialer and track rider, that uh, has started this brand along with a guy, um, Alan Ingerfield, who used to be an Ironman himself. And uh, I've actually been working with Chris Boardman now on uh, my positioning on my bike. He came over to Copenhagen a few weeks ago, and we did some testing there and, and actually found out to move my position quite a bit. And he gave me a lot of drills to do in order to, to adapt to this position. And, um, yeah, and I mean... Uh, Sitting, finding the, the, the best position and, and riding the best equipment, I think uh, that should take me pretty far. You're not, not riding the Lotus? No, no, not like he was. <laughs> now it's, uh, now it's, it says Boardman on the bike. Oh, very good. Anyway, that's awesome. Hey, um, all the very best for, for the rest of the year. And, um, I look forward to seeing how you go in Kona. Bring it on. Yeah, we're going to be over there, so hopefully we'll uh, maybe catch up when you're over there. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take a coffee over there or something. Great. Very good. Look forward to meeting you. Cool. Thanks very much. Great interview. Well done, Bevan. Nice Get guy. Yep. No, actually, well done someone else. I, I, actually, I should give someone else a plug here. Dear someone, wasn't it? Yeah, because you, you talk for a second, John, because okay. we love it when you guys, if you know if you know pros or you know anyone who you think may be an interesting interview, we, we really like to hear it. So um, you keep talking, John. Uh, we've got probably going to have a couple. Dears. Atkinson. Ad- Atkinson, yep. Very good. Thanks, yeah. Des. Um, probably going to have a couple of interviews coming up in the next few weeks, so I won't uh, let out too much excitement, but it's going to be some, some good good talkers, not not pro athletes, but some, some good talkers coming up in the next few weeks. <laughs> I, was just, I was padding there for you, Bevan. <laughs> okay. Sponsors. Sponsors. Athletes.com. So the, I wonder if they've got the link still up there for our competition winners and whether we had any more. Uh, go to the homepage maybe of uh, Athletes. Go to my page. And we can see if uh, they've got the, the winners of the competition. We know that a lot of you guys um, did get yourself eligible for the Athletes competition in association with Tribe Ice. All you had to do was go in there, um, put your race, uh, claim your races, and then you had to just put a little race report. What we want all you guys to do um, this week 
is uh, we've got what are we up to? 332 friends. No, no, that's just my friends. Oh, that's just your friends. Yeah. Basically, what we're going to do if you um, a if you're a member of Athlinks, uh, we want you to go on there and just join up to the I am Talk page, um, so we can boost our friends. We want to take over the take over the world and be the biggest group yep. on on Athlinks. So do that. And also add uh, Try Buys on there as well because they're a good supporter of the show and it's just your way of helping us out a little bit. And if, you have, if you're not already on Athlinks, just go on there. We've told you lots of times before. It's pretty simple. Just get on there, claim your results and um, be part of the community. Yeah, and also make sure you tell your friends about it because it really works. The more people get involved, the better it is. So, And also if you're on Twitter, you know, you can actually put your Athlinks profile on Twitter and show what you're doing and stuff mm. like that. So, I don't really understand Twitter. I've never tried using it, but I know a lot of people do. It's so. pretty popular, actually. Oh, yeah, I know It's that. really popular. Yeah. Mm. Um, I love it because I discovered it two years ago, like two and a half years ago, mm. and uh, and I've got emails proving that I had, and I feel kind of ahead of the times. Mm. I'm an early adapter. Right. There we go. So, um, uh, Athlinks.com for all your tracking and social needs. And if you need gear, check out the gear reviews. It's really good. It's, cool. it's good. Okay. Coffees of Hawaii. I had a quick pop on Coffees of Hawaii before, and, and we've, we've done this a couple of times before, but it always is good to refresh it. If you're struggling, if you've got a... a, a Somebody's birthday coming up. If you're struggling for gift ideas, they've got no, no, it's not girls because girls that you know, don't they? It's not. But girls be Come on, let's be honest. Is Belinda, you know what she wants for her birthday? Uh, she'll drop some hints. Yeah, so yeah, that's what they yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, honey, I'm, oh, you know, just yeah. you know, walking through the mall. Oh, that looks really nice. You know, yeah. they just girls are good. You know, yeah. it's good for us guys because we're hopeless, aren't we? Yeah. And we we actually want that help. Yeah, yeah. You know, because would you want to choose Belinda's present without her suggestions? Oh, I, do. I sometimes, I sometimes ignore them and uh, <laughs> get something she completely doesn't want. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so but the thing is, when it comes to buying presents for guys. Mm. You, you, who says to you you're hopeless to buy for you blunder struggles yeah see yeah. Mm. everyone says that and I get oh you're hopeless to buy for guys don't give a crap do we but we like coffee we do like coffee and so what you can do is when you're buying for the guy in your life or your dad or your uncle Bob or you know get them a tin a little set then you don't have to just um, comes nicely presented it can be good. I think they do gift wrapping or cards or something in yeah. there so you get on there you go under promotional products they've got all the gift tins there and uh you can pick which one you want. And Great it's present. You know it's a present they're going to love. And so it's it's going to be unique. Time. I don't reckon many people would have got copies of why presents before. Well, they so will be now, John. They will be now. So it's I mean, a present. Millions of people around the world. Get on there. Coffees oh, of, week, coffees of Hawaii.com for all your coffee needs. Okay. And then lastly, trybuys.com. Is the bike still there? It must be just about finished. I'm thinking, oh, I keep doing it. Why can't we go to the right website? Oh, oh, where is no, it? No, there. Oh, there. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> There we go, still there. Bike special's still on. Okay, let's choose another special. Again. We, we, we like specials. Oh, now, Porno, if you're in New Zealand, because Porno wants to buy lots of T-shirts and stuff, oh, yeah. but he wants to get the $500 shipping. So if you're in New Zealand, <laughs> and you want to get some stuff from Try Buys, and it doesn't quite get the 500 mark, yeah. give me an email, and I'll send it on to Porno, because he's just loving how to try T-shirts. Yeah. Because he's got a couple from the past, but that's so cheap here. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's some nice how to try T-shirts there. Uh, $12.50 US you're going to have to buy a few t-shirts to get up to $500 worth that's what he's but saying but if you get up to as you said, if you're getting up to sort of four fifty or something if you're overseas chucking a few t-shirts again good present idea if you want some running shoes zoot yeah. get for like 88 bucks US very nice John what good, is it good, it's, it's a no brainer it's a no brainer oh look at the top look at that Xterra Princess large and small whatever that means tech top 07 was $40 US $10 John 
Look-sleeve t-shirts are very handy. They are, because you can do that cool thing where you wear the, the t-shirt underneath, like. Underneath, yeah, the long-sleeve t-shirt underneath. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of fashion. How is it? Yeah. I wouldn't know. See, look, you wear one of those, and then 10 bucks. That is a no-brainer. Get on it, John. Try buys. Your one-stop try shop. That's right. Spend over 200. If you're in the States, you only have to spend 200 US, and you get shipped free anywhere else in the world, 500 US. And uh, as we've said in the past... If you're looking to get a bike off them, maybe pop them an email first, Cam, and that'll give you a little bit of help, and you'll be away laughing. Now, I have to give a good old cool hand chance barber a bit of a plug here. He's trying to fundraise for Live Strong while the Tour de France is happening, and uh, he's just trying to get as many people to donate to the course. He's got a website, and I'll put that on talk this week, and if you want to donate to Live Strong, uh, do it through him, because that'd be really cool. And he actually suggested for Fegan, instead of all the fights we're having, Full Force Fegan. It's Mr. Consistency. You can, call, you can call him whatever you want. I did like Full Force Vegan. That was, you can call that him is that. pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I might call him Full Force. That's fine. Okay, what are you going to call him? Mr. Consistency. <laughs> okay, John, what are you up to? What's, what's happening for the rest of the week? What is the time? Um, oh, I've got plenty of time. Uh, oh, okay, so let's talk longer. I'm going to have my ride. Quite happy. Training starting to just tick along just a little bit. Is it? It's, it's not significant, but it's... It's I a think, building. It's a building I, block. I think, I think I cracked the 10-hour barrier last week, oh. so it was, uh, that was a bit fit. of progress. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm feeling fit. But you I'm, got I'm the socks last week and you've got to take them. I know, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Achilles is just, just a, getting getting in closer to being right. What about right, the bigger so picture, John? What about life? Life is uh, is pretty good. Thomas is um, good. Felicity is very good. Thomas is still waking us up a little bit early, so we're having a few battles there. But so he is and the girl isn't? Oh, the girl, Felicity's fantastic. We have to <laughs> wake, wake her up most mornings. Oh, really? So she just goes, she's... Great. I thought I could leave until like midday. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas is hilarious. We, when you wake him up at like midday or something from his, his sort of middle of the day sleep, he's just like a teenager. He sort of has a stretch, does a big fart, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's good. So, uh, so training and Bevan. What, what are you up to for the weekend? It's striding on last weekend. Oh, go right. It was good. It was. Oh, no, it wasn't so good actually because um, we had some friends around for dinner and. Uh, oh, that's right. You got a bit drunk said the night, didn't you? And then that was like twelve. We got to bed maybe about twelve thirty, one o'clock ish. Thomas Thomas woke up at five, uh, so I got four hours sleep and then had to go into striding on clinic. And how drunk I wasn't, were you? I wasn't uh, moderately. Really? And then had to go into striding on. So it was a bit of a challenging day. But it was did you wing bit, it? But did they know that you were? Well, Ali was taking the course, so I didn't have to. He's to kind of standing background on your head. Background. Yeah. Gave you tips. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And coming up this week, uh, not too much. Just um, but a DIY at the weekend. And so when it comes it. to buying clothes, John, how mm. often do you buy clothes? On an as required basis. So do you, do you do you go like three times a year, or do you just do once a year, or just when I if I go right, I need a pair of trousers. I'll look around, wait for a sale, and then I'll go do it. I never pay full price for anything, Bevan. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a, a twice a year strategy guy. Yeah. Go twice, go to some outlet mall. Yeah. So I went to Dress Mart. Yeah. And just hammer it and get in, get out, don't mm-hmm. go back. Because malls, I hate malls with a passion. So right. So I went to the malls on the weekend. Joe and I went and we and I got some fashion. School holidays. No, it was dead. Recession, John. It's a great time to be mine. (laughs) But the thing is, is you know how chicks, you know, like a chick loves to be a smaller size. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they're if they're a fourteen, they want to be a twelve, and you know, and yeah. 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 So as a guy, you kind of want to be a little bit bigger, don't you? Yeah. You know, because you know that whole Hulk Hogan thing Mm -hmm. within us. So I went went to do all my shopping, and I got all my clothes that I thought I'd really like. I'm a small and everything. Really? I know. I know because I'm pretty massive, aren't I? You're a big, big unit. <laughs> big unit. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it kind of broke my heart. Yeah, because I thought it was at least a medium. You better pump those uh, those weights a bit harder in the gym then. Well, I have been, and that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is that because the world's getting fatter, 
There was a thing on the front page of the the, the press yesterday. New Zealand's like the second, third. Th- third fattest country in the world. So get if you're in New Zealand, get your fat friends off their asses and get do That's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. Well, I think the thing is they're lying about sizes. So because the people yeah, who are yeah. getting fat, they think oh medium. Yeah. And it's a lie, and so they don't think they're fat. Whereas yeah. me, who's Quite massive. That's yeah. like I'm small. You do find that when you get some American guys. I sometimes have to downsize when I get there. I got sent a T-shirt from the states the other day, uh, a medium. No joke, man. It just about goes down to my knees. It's a nighty. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Anyway. So, moral of the story is Bevan, you're um, you're a little weedy gimp. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Racing sardine. It's yeah. what caught me at the pool. Yeah. yeah. It breaks my heart. Okay. Well, that's this week's show. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Great finish. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Skid's Christmas. Have you been to that? I think you talked about that last week. No, I didn't. I was going. Oh, okay. You've got to do it, mate. 15 bucks. Money well spent. Honestly, crying with laughter. Okay. Anyway. Iron Russ. I'm in no. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.